Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event, For Her, By Her, presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses' employment and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. Alrighty, babes. Today we are getting super nerdy. We're bringing you some stats. We're bringing you some numbers, all in the hopes of giving you a little peek into why we do what we do, and in hopes that it gives you a little bit of motivation, a little bit of fire under your booty to keep doing the work, to keep being boss, to keep running your business, strategizing, and continually doing better at whatever it is that you're doing because of some stats, because of some facts, and because of kind of what's just going on in the world of small business. So... Well, and I'll add to that, that I hope that this inspires you to find your own mission, even though we're not necessarily going over how to go about doing that today. I think by uncovering what ours is and why it is what it is, I think you might come out with a little clarity on, oh, like I really need to get to the heart of my business and why I'm actually doing this and being able to voice it to other people. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm in business because this is my passion or I want to teach people this or I want more art in the world or I want whatever. But this is the why behind that why. So we're like going deep today and you hear from us all the time of, you know, we teach creative small business owners because that's the niche that we love. And those are the people we want to see who are successful. And those are the businesses that we know well. But there are actual reasons and stats behind that and behind that mission. And we had a call a couple weeks ago where someone was asking about, okay, but why do you want to be mega profitable? Because if you guys don't know, we kind of want a million dollar business, multi-million, who knows? We want to go big or go home kind of thing. And that's been a fact from day one when we met each other. And so when we get asked, okay, but why, why that number? What, what do you want to buy? How do you want your life to be different? How do you, why, how, why that much money? And we always kind of struggled with it of like, well, I don't want a McMansion. I don't want an Island. I don't want 17 cars. Those aren't the reasons. So what's the deal? And so we dug and we dug and we dug and we did some research. And the bottom line is that there are not enough women business owners out there who are successful enough to be profitable enough to contribute to society, contribute to their families, and contribute to changing the stats across the United States. Now, I realize a lot of you listening may not even be in the United States, but we as a company have to put our focus somewhere. And so we are choosing to try to change the tide 
here, not necessarily in Kansas City, where we're from, but in the United States, because eh, that's the place where we can track the most things. It's well, a and lot. regardless of whether we're reaching people outside of that border, if we help people, so I know we have a lot of students over in Australia and the UK, in turn, those collaborations and those connections that they're making with businesses here are helping businesses here and businesses there. So the United States has really nothing to do with like, these are the people we want to help. These are just the stats that we've gathered. Like we didn't look outside of this border and just that's just that. Well, let me let me back up because I think it's important to say the beginning the mission that we really started with was that every single day we just wanted to help one person every day do their job better. Mm-hmm. And I think for a long time that felt like enough. Yeah. It felt like okay, like I can do that and we started to see that happening. But then eventually there came to be a point where we wanted more than that and we wanted something a little more tangible, something we could hold on to. And so we dug into the numbers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here's here's the reality check. Current numbers. As close to current as we could get because, you know, they just don't do statistics like this every day. Well, and a lot of this is from like the census data, which only happens like every so many years. Is it four or seven? I think it's four. I think it's four too. Okay. So as of 2014, so I realize we're in 17. So this is a little, a little raw, but still there were 9.1 million women owned businesses. That's a lot. And they employed 7.9 million workers. And generated over $1.4 trillion in revenue annually. Mm-hmm. So that's the good news. That tells Yay! you that you're in good company. That tells you that there are a lot of women-owned businesses. And a lot of them, I mean, $1.4 trillion in revenue, that's a shit ton of money. So that's the positive part of this. But once we actually start breaking that number down and comparing it to other businesses, other areas of industries, you begin to see that that's not that fantastic. So here's here's the thing. Okay, so I, I like I like getting into the numbers. So after the recession, so you, I would say 2007-ish on, we were generating approximately, not we, as, <laughs> as in... We the, as women. <laughs> we as in the United States of America... There were 591 new women-owned businesses every single day, Mm -hmm. which that's really cool. Like, bravo. But the crazy thing is that's down from 714 each day prior to the recession. So that's a little less than 100 a day. So over a year, I mean, we're creating... 3,000 less businesses, and that's employing a lot less people and creating a lot less revenue. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And for that number to be pulled so far after the recession, that's why it's valuable to know that it's still low. Because yes, it's common sense that it's going to be higher before a recession and lower after a recession. But the fact that that's still low as of 2014 is a little bit of an issue. Now, I will say this number is a little bit deceiving because that's the average after the recession. But in the year 2014, specifically, we were all the way back up to 1,288 new businesses every single day, which is incredible. That's mm-hmm. that's nearly twice what we were prior to the recession, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which, yeah. guys, keep making new businesses. Uh, so here's the thing, though. And this is where we step in. And this is where our mission pivots. Mm -hmm. We don't need to convince you to start a new business. We don't need to convince women to believe that their passion can be a business. What we need to do and what our role has been playing. And if you are wondering what your role can be in all of this, it's the aftermath. It's the, okay, you're in a business. How can you be profitable and be sustainable? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Those key things are what is lacking in this entire scope, because here's the facts. So if 6% of country's workforce contribute to just under 4% of business revenues, so women-owned businesses employ only 6% of the country's workforce, which is not a ton, and contribute to just under 4% of the business revenues, which is not a ton, that right now, in 2014 right now, is this same as it was in 1997. Woof. Wah, wah, wah. Which we'll jump way deeper into that in a little bit. But seriously, guys, that is not, that's not good. What And what that means, what that means, if you're really stepping back from it, is privately owned, women-run businesses are not, keywords, are not doing their fair share to employ enough people and contribute enough revenue to support the economy in the United States. And that sucks because Mm -hmm. you guys are so smart and you're so talented and you can do so much, but there's something holding you guys back and we don't know what it is specifically, but we created this business and we pivoted this business. I can't say we created it because that that would be literally lying to you, but we have pivoted our business as it is today specifically to help women grow, scale, and create that sustainability so that they can employ more people mm-hmm. so that they can grow their bottom line, grow their revenue share and have more people contributing to that number. Because if you look at it, that's just not, I mean, that's chump change. That's why men are literally laughing in our faces about what we're doing for the economy, <laughs> which is sad because you guys, you are, you can do so much more. Well, and I think what's, what's important to note is going back to the idea of we don't need to convince you to start a business. What it seems like we need to convince you to do 
is that you can be profitable from that idea and from that passion. So specifically, we're talking to creative small business owners. It's super easy to pick up your camera, go get a sole prop, go get your EIN, pop up a website, and you have a business. Technically, you're falling into this stat, whatever it is, your cupcakes, your planning, your stationary pop-up. It doesn't matter what it is. That's the super easy part. And that's what's covered a lot everywhere, right? Just start your business. Here's how you start it. Here's how you start it. How do you keep it going? How can you look to the future of that and see that passion and that talent still exist in a year, in three years, in five years, and actually have it bring you and your family money, support you financially, which in turn supports and grows the economy. Now, the really unfortunate thing about these numbers, there's there's no real way to know how many of these women-owned businesses are like duplicate. So like, are you running five? And so like, you're like skewing the stats basically, right. because you're, you're dividing the revenue up between five businesses instead of having some kind of conglomerate. A, uh, and then B, are you still working a full-time job and this business, quote unquote, is not getting your full-time attention and thus not earning the revenue it would if it did have your full-time attention. And what would happen? What would happen? And I don't know your circumstances, obviously, but if you were able to work on this passion of yours, dedicated, with no distractions, and this was the thing you did, this was your contribution, what would happen? Would you be able to double it, triple it, quadruple it? I bet you would. Honestly, I have no doubt you would if you could <laughs> If you could truly focus. And I know that's part of the problem is people are starting businesses all the time and then they fall off. They fall over. They're not, they're not seeing the attention they deserve. Well, and I think, you know, we have to be mindful of, first of all, we're not telling you to go quit your job if you no. have a full-time day job. No. Don't do that. Go back and listen to 30 Days to Profitability and get a plan in place and, and start to see that shift. And obviously, we're not telling you to ignore your partner, ignore your kids, ignore whatever else you have going on. But the key focus that we can help you do is find the time that you do have and be super productive in that window. If yes. it's 15 minutes, if it's an hour, if it's two days a week, if it's on nights and weekends, it doesn't matter because everyone's story looks different. But the mindset shift that needs to happen is that it can turn into that, that your passion and your creativity and your talents can turn into a full-time, financially rewarding, profitable, sustainable business, period. Yeah. Well, and you know what's super interesting to me is I've, I've found since we've jumped into this industry that there's a lot more people jumping into the course creation, educational services market, and, you know, the stats back it up. In the past 12 years, am I saying that right? 
the fastest growth over the past 12 years has been in educational services. It's up 128%. That's bananas. And specifically women-owned businesses. Yeah, specifically women-owned businesses. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not telling you you need to pivot and do education at all. I'm just saying there, there seems to be a need and people are seeing that. And so there seems to be a lot of people jumping into it, including ourselves. Well, and I love that stat because it helps kind of reiterate the interview we had with Encore from Teachable, where he's seeing so many people move over to teaching and so many people move over to education. And the fact that as educators, as teachers in the online platform, we can boast that there are educator colleagues of ours making seven figures, making multiple six figures, doing massive amounts of productivity and profitability from their online teaching business where you cannot make that anywhere else teaching. Yeah. Anywhere else. And And so go go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Education and teaching is something that you feel like you can give back. Know that you are in a community of like-minded people who are going after that same thing. And I think my opinion is that, especially the online education space, education as a, as a whole and online education space, yes, it's going up 128%. That means there's a shit ton of people doing it. But there are so many things, A, that you can teach, and B, that you can spin how you teach it to be unique and valuable to different audiences that you just have to worry about providing value and finding your people and you will be successful at it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. instead of being an actual teacher like my sister-in-law who can barely get an interview with a district. Principals aren't deciding if they're going to open up new slots. People are waiting till the last minute to take their leave. Like it's ridiculous. The competitiveness that's in that space. And then you end up not making shit. So how, how amazing is it that you are literally in control of your growth, your reach, your profits based on how you sell, what value you offer, and how you can make it different? I think that's pretty awesome. Well, and here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's the myth I want to parlay. I'm not even sure that's the right word, honestly. <laughs> you guys, I really don't care what your revenue goal is at all. I don't care if it's $1,000 a month, $60,000 a year, $200,000 a year. I mean, all of those could sound crazy. Maybe you just maybe you just want an extra 100 bucks a week. You know, I I literally don't care what your revenue goal is. I just want it to be based on your specific needs. Because here's the thing, Online, I see this all the time. There's all these ads. Make six figures overnight. See all these things. They're everywhere. It's like, it's like spam-tasticness bleeding off the internet that you're going to make all this money running your own business. And running your own business is so hard. Uh-huh. I cannot tell you how hard it is. Uh-huh. And I... I just, regardless of what your goal is, just know there are so few people doing that Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be one of them unless you want to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw this ad. This ad was keeps getting served to me because Facebook can't decide if I'm pregnant or if I have a child already. Um, but you have a child in case I have a child, by the way. And it's a, a beautiful woman, slender, in yoga pants, whatever, on a couch with her coffee and her laptop. And it said, how I made six figures while on maternity leave. Oh, um, my God. And so it's hitting at a lot of pain points, a lot of shit as new moms that kind of make us want to throw our laptop out the window and it's irritating and it's frustrating you see this beautiful woman who's slender she's showered she's wearing clean clothes there's not a baby toy in sight there's no milk in her hair it is not real life whatsoever even on a good day and she's sitting there just on her laptop all willy-nilly Where's her baby? If she went on maternity leave, she's clearly not pregnant. And where's her baby? So it, the frustration is we're constantly bombarded with things like that that make us feel like a piece of shit, that make us feel like we're not good enough, that that piece of pie is not for us. If it tells us that we want something that we don't even really want, like the six figures over maternity leave, you know how hard you have to work for that? I'm not saying it's not possible, and I'm not saying you can't do it or shouldn't do it, but it's going to take a shit ton of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so then you're sitting there reading these things thinking, okay, maybe this is what I need to be working towards, and maybe this is the type of business I need to have, when in reality, it's just a lot of white noise just there to kind of tell you that you can't. So here is the truth. The real truth. You must know, okay? Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. 
You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed. 89% of women owned businesses make less than $100,000. That means if you were to get your high school class together, I'm going to bet two thirds, if they all own businesses, two thirds or more. I mean, solid 90%. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, nine, if you got a row of 10 people together, nine people would be like, nope, I don't. That's not my life. That's not my life. Okay, to further reiterate this, high impact economy businesses. So meaning they generate more than 500,000 in annual revenue. Only 9% of, of all businesses. All businesses, all private owned businesses. We're not talking Fortune 500 publicly no, public traded traded. Tra- yeah. We're just talking about private businesses here. Only 9% of all businesses in the entire country make over 500000 Only 4% of those are women-owned. And if you really, if you really want to get into it, we're talk- you want to talk about million-dollar? Only 5% of all businesses, again, private-owned, 2% of which being women-owned. So... Girlfriend, <laughs> quit being so damn hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is no overnight success story. Like literally, it just it doesn't happen overnight. And I I'm starting to not even like the term self made, self made millionaire, self made whatever, because there is not one person on the face of this planet that is made a millionaire by themselves. It takes a network, it takes a team, it takes support, it takes education, it takes trial and error and mistakes. It is never just one person getting to whatever the goal in your dreamiest world is, ever. Okay, the one exception is someone wins the lottery 
Like the right. literal, the literal lottery, and we right. all know the odds of that, right? Which is like one in three billion, or so. I, it's not that. You but it's, literally just made that up. <laughs> I did. I did. That wasn't an actual stat. We're not be- talking lottery here. We're talking hard work. Yes. So, guys, quit being so hard on yourself. You can do this. This isn't to tell you you can't. This is to tell you that you are in good company. Mm-hmm. That more than more than likely, you're in a room full of people who live the same life as you. Mm-hmm. You're in a room full of people who understand your struggles, who understand juggling healthcare issues and parent issues and depression and anxiety, or maybe it's kid stuff or, or maybe everything's going hunky dory and you're just Mm -hmm. playing overwhelmed. That's fine too. Been there. Everybody gets it. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own set of shit. And we, if we can do nothing else, we just want you to feel semi-normal (laughs) And we want you to feel like you have the tools to be successful so that you can keep getting up every day and you can keep doing your best and you can keep doing this because I don't want you to give up. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, I want I if if there ever existed in time an opportunity for five, 10 years from now when new data of this comes out. And we have the numbers and they're all jacked up and they're all awesome and they're all high. And for us to go to that like reveal of the people who are now, you know, profitable and sustainable and making over 100K or at least been in business and bringing in revenue for a consecutive amount of years or whatever the stat is. And we could like get them in a room and see them and hug you and welcome you and know that anything that we we did or could have done played a small role in that. Holy shit. That's why we do this. A hundred percent. It's not about us. Like, I don't want to make money to make more money. I want to make money to prove a point to you that it's possible. Mm -hmm. As a creative businesswoman who have been told, oh, that that's just something you're good at. That's just a hobby. That's just a passion. You can't make real money with a fine art degree. You can't get a real job going to art school. Good luck paying back those student loans. That was worthless. So what do you do all day? We still get said these things. This is not new. I looked so run down yesterday. (laughs) So run down. So beat up. I had such a bad day. Someone asked me if my husband was my son. Guys, I mean, it is funny now. It was not funny at the time. I literally nearly slapped a bitch. But that is... <laughs> but seriously, guys, for serious, I just want to do this to prove to you, like, I want to be in that top category. I want to own that million-dollar business to say, you know what? I'm in the top 5% of all 
privately owned businesses and I'm in the top 2% of all women and I want to show every other damn woman in the universe that they're good enough, that they're capable enough, that they can do whatever the fuck they want and no one's going to stand in their damn way. And I'm sorry I'm cussing up a storm today, but I just I just have a passion for this and if you don't see that, I am sorry if there's little ears hearing this. I should have warned them at the beginning. No, I mean, it's warned on the podcast when it says explicit. <laughs> but still, For I, a reason. that was a little bit much right there. Passion. Passion, y'all. Passion. So this is basically to reiterate a couple things. A, one, two, point one, doesn't matter. <laughs> we are here to be in your corner no matter what. We tell you all the time that we want to be your loudest cheerleaders, and I hope by now that you know that. If you're new, if this is the first episode you're ever listening to, welcome to this crazy train, first of all. But know that if there is anything we can ever break down for you, show you, explain to you, help you in any way that's going to help grow your business, that's what we want to do. The other part of this is Find the why of your why. Like, I know the surface answer. I know the answer you tell your mom or the lady at Target of, why do you do that? Why is this your business? Why do you sell these things? But I want to know the real answer. I want to know the answer that sparked that one. I want to know when days get rough and when you see ads like the ones we talked about or you hear stats like the ones we're sharing with you today or you feel defeated what keeps you going? And you don't have to share it with anyone else if you don't want to, but I want you to know it. I want you to be able to say it. I want you to be able to formulate the word, like put words to the feeling. Because oftentimes it comes from a feeling of like, I don't know, I just have this fire. I don't know, I just have this feeling. But I want you to put words to it. Because when you know it and you're able to see it in some way, that's what will help you keep going. I think for a long time, we felt lost. I think we felt mystified as to the purpose. I think we knew the types of things we like to teach. I think we saw the results that people were getting, but the fire was missing. And when we really started to do the research, the why behind the why, like Emily's talking about, that's when I knew even on my worst of days, I wasn't going to give up. I wasn't going to stop. Even when someone like someone emailed us the other day and said, I'm out. And I was like, okay, like, goodbye. I'm sorry you feel that way. But we have, we have to keep going for the thousands thousands (laughs) of other people who need us. I'm sorry you didn't like us. Like, too bad for you. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to call you babe and I'm going to call you boss and I'm going to pump you up. And if that's not for you, I mean, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm not sorry. <laughs> okay. So there's one more stat that I think is, this is kind of like a confusing, big, big, big stat, but I really do want to go over it in detail because I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. <sighs> This, this is the one that like, if there was any doubt in our minds at all, at all, this is the one that would have confirmed what we do for sure. 
Like, not that the rest of it wasn't convincing, but this was the thing that was like, oh my gosh. So here's the deal. In 1997, we're talking decades ago, right? Two decades. 20 years. The average woman-owned business had 1.1 employees besides the owner and generated $151,129 in revenue. 17 years later, so I realize it's been 20 technically, but the stats were run 17 years later, so I'm sorry. But women-owned businesses now employ less people. They employ 0.9 employees in addition to the owner and generate 155,267. So two decades go by. Inflation happens. The economy breaks down. And yet, women-owned businesses are not growing at all. And we employ less people. Yeah. We have a problem. Yeah, the fact that there's essentially no growth whatsoever by size or revenue in 20 years, no matter the resources that are out there, no matter the support, no matter the landscape of society, meaning after a recession, it's typical for small businesses to spike because people are going out on their own. And then those fall as big businesses, publicly traded companies start hiring again. Well, we all know that that hiring for publicly traded companies did not go back and still has yet to go back up to the rate it was prior to the recession. So there are still as many businesses, still people thinking they can do this, still people going out on their own because the big guys aren't hiring, but we're staying still. We're doing it. We're making the first step, but we're not going any further. This is like... This is like the the step one, two, three. Like we're 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 starting the business, we're getting off the ground, you know, we see people doing these initial things, and then they're doing one of two things. They're either they're plateauing entirely. So they they continue to run the same business and continue to get the same results year after year, or they close their doors. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. I want better. Well, and I think that our people, our creative little baby cakes, have gotten a taste of what the freedom could be, of what the life could be. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can be my own boss. I can work from home. I have this creative outlet. I can have a supportive people, friends who are like me and who get me. I can have that. That's not the problem. But how do I stick around? But how does my business part thrive? Oh, I can drink wine on a Tuesday. I can join a mastermind. I can go to conferences. I can do these things and I can be fueled by so much. But how do I keep it up? And no matter where you are right now in this year and in this life of your business, what does it look like five years from now? What does it look like 10 years from now? A lot of the people in our circle are in their 30s, late 20s, mid to late 30s. What are you going to be doing when you're 40? When you're 50? Maybe, maybe you are 40. What's going on? I And here's the thing I'm seeing more and more is as these businesses age, 
online, they appear like they're growing. Their social media following continues to grow. Their subscribers on email grow. Maybe not crazy growth, but steady growth. But their revenue is like literally so freaking confusing because based on math, if you have more subscribers, you should have more revenue. Like that's just how it works. I mean, that you should have more people to sell to and thus your revenue should increase. But that's not the results they're seeing because something in the system is broken. And we're doing our damnedest to try to help them all fix it. Yeah. So let's get into a little bit of a strategy. That was a lot of stats. Those were a lot of feelings and passion. (laughs) And you learned our why today. And so let's break down if you're wanting this passion and this feeling and this fire to fuel your shittiest of days to keep going, how can you start to get there? How can you find the why behind your why? So we're not obviously going in depth into a lot of these steps, but I think the first thing is to truly ask yourself, okay, what is your revenue goal? Like you can keep it to yourself, but what what is your revenue goal and why? Is it 30,000 because that's exactly what you need to pay the mortgage and some groceries and some target trips? What's the why? Is it a hundred thousand because you can go on a vacation? Is it a million? And sometimes it may not be a change of lifestyle. I think that was my hardest recognition when I chatted with someone about money. She said, well, what do you want to change in your life? What do you want different? I said, well, I want my work days to be a little bit different, like kind of get my headspace around some stuff, but that just takes time. because there's a new baby and everything, but she goes, do you want to move? Literally, she asked me, do you want an island? I said, no, I don't want any of that. I want to go to Chipotle still, go to Starbucks, doing all the things. It's fine. She was, so you don't want a lifestyle change. So why do you want that number? And so that's when I had to sit. And that's when we did the research. And that's when we figured out the why behind that million dollars. If it's not a lifestyle change, what is it? And what's the purpose? And so that's okay. I think a lot of people get hung up on setting these high goals or whatever goal, because you don't want a lifestyle change. You're good with where you are. You're comfortable. What's the purpose? You're comfortable. Yeah. And that's fine. I love that. So what's the why? What's the purpose? And maybe, maybe it's that you, you know, don't change anything about your life, but you get to change someone else's. Maybe you yeah. add a give back component to your business. Maybe... I mean, I the possibilities are literally endless, but you have to think through this. And I know by us changing our revenue goals, we just naturally have a higher impact. We are getting in front of more people and thus can change more people's lives. Mm-hmm. And yes, we're growing our income, but it's not it's not because I necessarily want to take home more money. It's because I want right. to impact more businesses. And that's a result of that. Yeah, exactly. So dig into the why behind your why. Ask yourself the purpose behind the number that you're giving yourself. Write it down. Brain dump it. Really, if you have to do some research, if you have to ask your friends, if you need to figure out some stats, do that. 
and then just know it really, really well. Have some conversations with some girlfriends about it. Talk to us about it. It doesn't matter, but know it and then learn, learn things. What is the thing right now that's holding you back from reaching one of those goals? What's the thing that you don't know how to do that's going to help up-level you into something else, into another space? Maybe it's not us that can teach it to you, but maybe we know someone who can. So tell us what it is. Are you wanting to unlock a strategy? Do you need a certain person on your team? Do you not understand how something works in business? Like literally the piece is being put together. Pinpoint it, figure it out. Figure out how to ask it and then ask it everywhere and make that a priority of learning, of hiring, of whatever it is that needs to happen. Put that up in ranks to get done. And then my third thing would be to let go. Because I think we put up a lot of walls. We don't want to let people in because a lot of times these whys can get really personal and they can become very much rooted in the way we were raised or what we think about life or whatever. And you have to be able to let go and you have to put your guard down because you have to be able to effectively communicate your why. Even if it's not the whole kitchen sink, you have to communicate enough of it so that people understand so that people can get behind your mission. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think you guys have some soul searching to do. You have some digging deep to do. Make some tea, some coffee, some wine, whatever it is. Hang out, get comfortable, but ask yourself some hard questions, okay? Figure out the why behind your why and let that fuel you when things get hard so you can keep doing this, so you can be included in the stats forever. 